What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's topic of conversation is going to be the thing that has impacted my health the most over the past couple years, and that has been the quality of my sleep. Before we get into what improves the quality of your sleep or what could potentially help your sleep, deep sleep, REM, overall total sleep, I'd love to dive into the question that I asked myself first, and that was what was inhibiting my sleep? Even more so, why did I believe that sleep was a crucial factor in why I wasn't feeling as good as I should have been feeling? So let's backtrack If you've listened to me before, you know that over the course of my life, I've had celiac disease and other autoimmune conditions, specifically in my digestive system, that have really impacted my overall quality of life. This started when I was a kid, and what it looked like was I was constantly running to the bathroom, constantly in pain, either constipated or having diarrhea, a bunch of problems that I wouldn't really wish upon anybody. And this lasted all through grade school, high school, college, and beyond. And unfortunately, instead of looking internally and fixing my own problems, what I would do is I would drink, smoke, and try to numb the pain that was happening inside my body. Fortunately, though, as I got older, I started to get sick. And yes, I say fortunately that I got sick because this caused me to reflect and really take a look at my life. I started journaling on what type of pain I was going through, what my day-to-day looked like, and why I believed that I was having such pain. And for most people out there, if you're listening to this, the problem that I think the society has is we always point somewhere else for the problem instead of looking internally. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was looking externally and blaming external things for the issues that I was having internally. And the way that this showed up was I would go to the doctor and describe my pain, but I would never describe the lifestyle that I was living behind that pain. So I would say, yeah, my stomach's in pain, or I can't sleep, or I feel like I'm anxious or depressed. I could describe all the symptoms, but the reality was I wasn't truthful with the lifestyle that I was living, where I was burning myself out, I was drinking way too much, I was eating processed foods, I wasn't doing the correct recovery practices like I do today. I wasn't looking internally at what I was doing and how I was contributing to my own pain. And this is what eventually led me to sleep because sleep has always been an issue over my lifetime. And once I started diving into asking my other family members if they suffered from problems with sleep and they said yes, that's when I started dialing into this. Couple that with the Aura Ring and the Whoop and all these other technologies that are starting to bring technological advances into how you can look at your sleep and how that has an impact on you. And that's where I kind of started to get obsessed with how can I improve my sleep so it improves the overall quality of my life. So let's dive a little bit into that. That's the backstory, but essentially what got me to 
almost cure the problems and pain that I was having was looking into what was inhibiting my sleep in the first place. Again, a lot of people will start with, oh, how do I improve my sleep? What things can I add to my life? Rather, I started by looking at what can I take away from my life? So things like alcohol, smoking marijuana, things of that nature, which I thought in some instances would help my sleep, but technologies like the Aura and the Whoop proved that this was not the case. So for me personally, my journey with sleep started in about October, November of 2019. And that's when I started looking at sleep as the number one priority. Prior to that, it was fitness, getting my exercise in, movement, nutrition, supplements. Sleep was always the one that got the least. At the end of 2019, though, is when I started putting sleep as the top priority. And I started looking at the different data sets that I was acquiring through these technologies. The first thing that I recognized, which I already knew, was that if it's too hot in the room, I do not sleep well. The second thing also, which I already knew, is that if it wasn't noisy enough, I didn't get enough deep sleep. So I like white noise in the room, so I actually added more white noise. I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But those were the first two things that I knew if I could take away the hot temperature and figure out how I can make my side of the bed cooler than my wife's side of the bed, I think I'm gonna have a better time. And how do I add a little bit more noise so that it's not annoying to her, but at least it gives me enough white noise so that I can really get into deep sleep because I'm a light sleeper. Any little movement is going to wake me up. Now let's get into some of the things I didn't recognize that I needed to take away. And the first most important one that I could say to anybody, especially males out there, it seems like this affects males more than females as I'm talking to people, is not eating too closely to bed. So I started taking away those little snacks or desserts or even meals after a certain time frame. And what I've realized is for me, my HRV plummets when I eat within three hours of my bedtime and even sometimes four hours, depending on how big the meal is. So today, what I try to do is I try to eat by 5 or 6 p.m. That way, by 10, 10.30, when I get into bed, I'm going to be good to go and set myself up for success in terms of getting enough deep sleep that night. Why does temperature and not eating too close to bed matter as much as I think it does? If I'm going to look at the data and I'm going to decipher it, it's because both of those things raise my resting heart rate. So if I eat too close to bedtime, it's gonna raise my resting heart rate, which raises my overall temperature. So if my room is already a little bit warmer, I'm going into bed with a raised heart rate, raised temperature, and my body will be working because it's gonna try and digest that food. So I used to exercise later in the day or later at night, and that would mean I would eat later in the evening. So my body's already ramped up from the exercise. My core temperature is a little bit higher, and then I add the food into the mix. My core temperature stays raised. My heart rate stays raised because my body is working, trying to digest that food. And then I'm trying to put it to sleep. Logically, that just doesn't make sense. And once I started looking at this from a logical standpoint of, okay, now I'm understanding the body a little bit more. If I'm going to exercise in the evening, I either need to do it fasted or what I need to do is I need to exercise and then get in an ice bath or some other modality that's going to lower my resting heart rate and lower my core temperature, that way setting myself up for success to get good sleep that evening. Another thing that I noticed that a lot of people do, you probably do this every single night, is this. 
scroll on your phone. So you're going to be sitting there up until the point that you get in your bed of the blue light right in front of your face. I haven't looked scientifically into why this causes sleep issues. The reason I haven't really looked into it much is it just makes sense. We weren't meant to sit there and scroll on our phone before we go to sleep. And it's one thing I think everybody can do a little bit less of. So if you are listening to this right now, open up your iPhone or Android, look at how much time you're spending on your phone every single day. And if you want to improve the quality of your sleep, try to lessen that time. So if you're spending four hours, try to make it three. If you're spending three, try to make it two. Go from A to B. You don't have to go from A to Z and just see how it makes an impact on your life. Another factor that I realized was not having caffeine too late in the day. Another logical one, I believe everyone knows that if you have caffeine later in the day, it's gonna impact your sleep. I didn't realize how long that window of caffeine was though. So I know just by testing that if I have caffeine after three and I'm trying to go to bed at 10, that's my window. I don't wanna have caffeine after three. So you really seven to eight hours for me is the time frame that I need to cut that caffeine off or any other supplements that are really gonna stimulate me and keep me awake. The last thing that I needed to get rid of, and again, this is more of a logical one, it doesn't take rocket science to understand this, is I had no routine at night. I would literally just work up to the point that I was trying to get in bed. And if you're all ramped up and you have all these things going on in your mind, it's gonna have an impact on your sleep. Just thinking about it, again, so I don't have to go into the science of this, focus on slowly dialing down your evening. So what that looks like today is I spend about an hour just getting ready for bed, meaning I'll put down the phone, I'll put down the laptop, I'll start winding down in my routine. I'm hesitant to tell people what they should do or what my routine is specifically because I believe that you should go out and find what works for you. But yes, it's had a major impact on me to focus on my wind down period going into sleep. So those are some of the things that I've taken away in my life, which is again, the exercise late at night, the eating later at night, the winding myself up later at night, screens at night. We all can agree that these probably have a negative impact on your sleep. The problem though is are you willing to look at how you're going about your own life and make adjustments? And here's the adjustments that I made to positively impact my sleep, which has again been the number one most important factor to almost curing all my issues in terms of my celiac and autoimmune conditions. The number one thing that I've added to my life is Aura and Whoop. These technologies have allowed me to see what my deep sleep trends are and start analyzing and then adjusting my habits based on that analysis. So for me, I recognize that eating close to bedtime was just as bad for me as having a couple drinks of alcohol prior to sleeping. I had no clue that that would be the impact of a little bit of food prior to bed for me. Again, this could be different for you, but that's why I say these are the number one most important things because the only way that you're really gonna see that is if you start tracking it. The second thing for me is temperature is a huge problem for me. My wife likes to keep it a little bit warmer She'll wear it close to bed. I will not, and I'll still be the one that is sweating. So what I did was I ordered a chili pad, which will keep my bed at 55 degrees only on my side. That way there's no conflict in our relationship. In the future, I might look into getting something like the Eight Sleep or other products 
that could potentially keep her side warm and my side cool. That way, everybody is happy. The third thing that I added was a second fan in the room. We already had a fan going above us, but we added a box fan, which created a little bit more noise and actually a noise that I was used to growing up. I always had a box fan. So as soon as I added that in, I also was able to kind of tune out. We live in a city, so there's sometimes random noises or things going on that'll wake me up. We also live in Texas, so it's thunderstorming today. So that could potentially wake me up at night. So the box fan allows me to stay in deep sleep. I recognized through the technologies that I was able to get into deep sleep quickly, but I wasn't able to stay asleep. And that was a huge problem for me. I would constantly wake up through the night, a lot of restfulness. And eventually once I started peeling away all these different layers of what can impact your sleep, my deep sleep has now gone from one hour and like 40 minutes to almost two and a half to three hours consistently every night. That is a huge jump within one year. And the results of that have really been better digestion, better health overall. I feel good. My skin is better. Everything, it just seems to come together when I get a good night's sleep. And if I can consistently do that, I'm going to be able to maintain that routine and those habits and ultimately feel my best self. What I'd like to end on is a little quote that I made up, and that's the presence of today determines your success tomorrow. The presence of today, though, is determined by how do we feel when we wake up in the morning? Well, to have a great morning, it usually is predicated on having a great evening that led up to that morning and a great night's sleep. So if there's one thing I ask of you when you leave this video or listen to this podcast, it's please get out a notebook just like I have here. Start writing down what your habits are. When do you feel the best? When do you feel the worst? And then start adjusting to making more days turn out to be better days rather than the days and the habits that you have during the worst days. This is going to have a profound positive impact on your sleep. And more importantly, it's going to have a positive impact on your life overall. I hope you took something from this episode. If you have, please let me know. I'd love for you to reach out and let me know how you've implemented some of these tips and tricks into your sleep schedule or the other things that have impacted you, your sleep, your life, because I'd love to chat with you about them. Until next time though, this is CJ Finley. Thrive on y'all. What's up y'all, this is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive On Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive On Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.